You running games here? I want to play. Okay. From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. You guys got fat while everybody starved on the street. It's my turn. You think you're going to live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Enjoy. That's how they know it's live. We edit the mistakes out later. That's how they know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Groove Don. I am Tony C. And yeah, we're back and we're live. And as always, I am joined in the studio by my man, Gramps Master Flash, the Oompa. That's right. To my Loompa, the Master of Ooh. Production and Engineering, and the man who makes sure that our groove is sat and smooth this singing afternoon, too. Did you steal that from the internet? I that did. Oompa line? I that... stole it straight up. Theft of the highest order, of course. Every Groovathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world, y'all. Yeah, baby. Back in the studio, living the dream. I am living the dream. And uh, recovering from the uh, inevitable cold that I catch every time I go to New York, any time between, let's say, Thanksgiving and President's Day. There's not enough. If you ride the subways in New York during the holidays, there's not enough Purell in the whole fucking the planet, pal. It's just, <laughs> there really is. You need to actually put on a hazmat suit to not catch a cold, okay? Because every cold from everywhere in the world converges on Midtown Manhattan. It's all right there. So I'm good. How are you doing, man? You have a good Thanksgiving? You were, had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, ate a lot. I concentrated on pie this year. They had quite the pie buffet did, really? this year, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh, pay some homage to the turkey and the ham, mostly the ham, because it's I'm going, going <laughs> uh, you know, and then uh, and then I got a running start at the pie buffet there. Oh, I uh, I, I, yeah, I just discovered a, you know, they had this uh, like pumpkin pie with some sort of a crunchy ginger thing on the top. So you know, about like being gingerbread. Jewish, we didn't we didn't do as much pie as we did smoked salmon. I, no, I paid homage to the turkey and all that shit, and I went buck wild on the Irish smoked salmon, which was great. So I have got a ton of thank yous and shout outs, and I'll tell you something. My trip back to New York 
Today was a stark reminder that I am, in fact, the luckiest guy on the planet. I got a lift to and from LaGuardia Airport from my friend Maria. Shout out to MTG. And the best thing is I get picked up the airport. We then drive directly to my friend's restaurant in Brooklyn, Verkstadt, with okay. the finest in Austrian food. No bullshit. Forget about the fact that try to goulash is the best in the city. I had, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the best mac and cheese I've ever had. Really? I don't know Ooh. how he does it, but Tom Furlick does it. Okay, so shout out to Robin and Tom Furlick. You want to go to Verkstadt out there. It's on Coney Island Avenue. Um, let me see what else. I got lifts to and from the airport here for my man Howie. And he just got, he spent the day they do the toy run. So a bit of a shout out to the biker community for another successful toy run. Uh, I know that uh, guys from Soulside raised over three grand for Joe, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital. That's just one local band. So I know those guys raised a whole bunch of stuff. In the background right now, this song, this yes, is a band called I'm this. Little, I know, it's Groovus Maximus. It's Little People. Um, the name of the song is Idiom. And I discovered these. I discovered this song at a place called PJ Carney's in New York. So shout out to the gals at PJ Carney's. Caroline, sorry I missed you, honey. You were sick. What am I going to say? But that's like the stop that I make if I'm wound up at the end of the evening and it's, you know, it's like midnight or later. I'll stop at a PJ Carney's real quick. It's right, very close to where my mom lives. The joint's been open since 1927. That's what I love about the North East. The place has been around for like ever. And everybody behind the bar, all the lads and lasses, Genuine Irish. I'm telling you right now. Okay, not simply of Irish descent. I mean, born and raised in yeah. Ireland and then somehow coaxed across the pond. If for no other reason than to show these lads how to do a decent tour. They treat me fantastic. Stellar stuff. Lots of stuff to get to today, uh, including, let me see, we got shrooms for cancer patients, uh, how FBL and Duke Energy couldn't help winning for losing. Standing Rock and the Modern Day Reason for Reinterpreting pa- the Posse Comitatus Act of 1878. And I've got some leftover Trump rump from Turkey Day, so George and I are going to throw it in a pot and make gumbo. And I've got a special added ingredient. I've got a special added ingredient this year. You ready for this? I've got a dash of something Sarah Palin got right. Oh, yeah, the recently thing. Yeah, you know, I've the, got the a carrier thing. We're, we're adding a, we're spicing that shit right the fuck Why up. Why even o'clock that stopped? Thing. <laughs> That's exactly it. Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. That is Hollywood. Florida, just past 9 a.m. on the Big Island. Shout out to the Kyle Coop. It's windy out there these days just past 7 o'clock. Lytham, St. Anne's, Lisbon, Portugal, and Western Europe. And yeah, just past 8 o'clock in Vienna, Austria. Shout out to the nation of Austria where Alexander van der Bellen, who is the Green Party-backed candidate, defeated Norbert... Hofer, does that guy sound like the kind of motherfucker you don't want to run your country? <laughs> Norbert? Norbert Hofer. He was. He was the leader of Austria's far-right Freedom Party. I love the way the, the people who want the least amount of freedom for the citizenry proclaim themselves the Freedom Party. In any event, shout out to the nation of Austria. Hey, if you want to celebrate, try the finest in Austrian food at Werkstatt on Coney Island Avenue out in Brooklyn. Tell them, tell them to hear about the Groove Italian. Yo, Gramps, you ready to uh, I'm ready. climb back on us? Saddle up and stick around. We're going to kick it off with Radio Moscow and the Grooveton on SoFloRadio.com.
I don't complain about politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens 
If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to be any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here. Like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Fuck hope. Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall, scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years, doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who in fact, did not even leave the house on election day. I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is, when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. Thank you very much. The great will always soar above the media. They create while others destroy. Never had a wasted mind, had the time Erecting rhyme, my corns, gifted lines The flows I know puts the papers in pockets Swings the things, absorbed in my sockets A ten spot, I got stacks of LP wags Corduroy slacks, loops and sales tags On the racks, but my label is derelict Spick and span, I slam his balls, your leg Ill missions, but doing us ain't even simple Stereotypes, the rhyme as a criminal Subliminal, I put a noose on the next The sinister signs off, my rhymes is sex
administer the neighborhood. Smooth set up so slick as I set to move all the great masses. Asses bounce to a track that is all in. I'm dropping my quarter, I'm placing my call in. To my crew that's down with the street trends. Play around and you fall off the deep end. I heard your hooker, she likes to do knee bends. But I got a girl, so I called up three friends. They call three friends, and, and I, I call three friends, friends and, and so on, and so on, and so on. So go on my path, and try to follow, but not step for step, cause I like to sidestep. You'll get swept like a broom, and you'll make room for daddy. White boy in New York, and I can't get a cab, G, to take me to my rest. So I guess I'll get wrecked, cause I'm a derelict of dialect. Sectional lesson, the less you know, the more you gotta guess on a press on point. Some sweat my jizznoin, playing themselves with the fingers they point. I speak slow, I carry a fat stick, get your knee pads and reapply your chapstick. Step to this as a derelict reanimates. No gym hat as my mouth ejaculates. I stay mumbo, I speak jumbo, phonetics on phonograph of prime your petrol. Retroactive, my not scale is tipped off. I ripped the head off, the derelict stepped off, and left to show this to those who typecast. Ill the rhyme as trickster or outcast of intellect. I wreck shit with my own sect, the ace in a hole. I'm the derelict of dialect. Sliding foundation for a nation whose mind is in motion, going in fluid. Who did your justice trust this search? And I crushed this mental need for oppression. Oppressed and I vexed and just placed the suggestion. Lesson a loss and forced those in a spot who got your head frozen. Defrost the iron spot on the serpent. On act two, he tried to close curtain. But intermission, I glimpsed in the clock more. Derelicts watch act three and the encore.
Sir, from now on, that's from uh, Lucky came out, uh, I don't know, like six, uh, let me see, I got it here, 2008. Ira Elliott, the drummer in that band, is uh, originally, I've known him, uh, met him first back, he was the drummer of the Fuzz Tones, all, all right. the way back when I was a kid. You know, I played that thing last time, Award 81, the video that I was, I showed you that video, and he's in that. He is nominated this year for uh, Best Drummer in the Alternative Category for Modern uh, drummer magazine, which has an online readers poll every year, mm-hmm. and so he was up for that. And uh, so you know, go online, stick it there, you know, click off the uh, the Irelia box. Cool dude, we had a lot of fun to play. We used to go out to this place called the Milk Bar, which is on Varick Street, in New York. It was downstairs, and that was our late night place to hang. Before that, Larry Ellis and the Black Hammer, funky thing. That is originally from Al King Records. It came out. I have a catalog number for it, but uh, there's no date on its actual release. It was released only as a 45, part one on one on side A, which is what I played. Then there's uh, Funky Thing Part Two, which is the B side, and I kind of left that one out because you know we've got a lot of stuff to get to. And Al King put that out, and Al King died uh, in the very late 90s, and. In the in about 2002, 2003, a label come out called Funk 45, and they have re-released a whole bunch of these early records, a whole bunch of stuff out on this label, a Funk 45. Uh, when I think I played another thing by them, uh, the Majestics doing Funky Chick, and it's a lot of funk. You know, the label's called Funk 45, mm-hmm. so you know it's some pretty funky stuff for that. Yeah, from the old neighborhood, from Columbia University, third base derelicts of dialect. They only had two albums out. That was their second one before that. Yeah, George Carlin getting it right. I don't vote. Yeah, I stay mm. home. You know, I think if you vote, you have no right to complain. He he really he does get it right. Yeah, if you vote, and you can't complain. That's what I keep saying to all these Trump people. You own them now, baby. For that, my friend Ron Sunshine, the uh, nominations for uh, this year's Grammys. Uh, have already been submitted, so it's going to come down to five finalists, and he was uh, up for two different categories for his brand new CD, Bring It Home. Had a chance to see him when I was in New York with my man uh, Roger Hitz, who went down to Times Square, and you know, it just, Times Square ain't the shithole it used to be. Went to a place called Smith's in Hell's Kitchen, except it's not Hell's Kitchen anymore, it's Clinton now. It's just, the days when you can see like, Two kung fu movies and a bad porno for $3 in the afternoon, they just don't exist anymore. How much fun can it be now? Show World is still there. You can still put quarters into a machine and see one of any one of 6,000 videos. Thank God. And kicking off the set, Iowa's Finest, Radio Moscow. I just don't know for Brain Cycles 2009. I played a whole bunch of stuff from them. Every time the Iowa caucuses happen. 
You know, they're they're mm-hmm. my go to band, Radio Moscow. So we had thanks yes. we had a lot of stuff there. So you, what? you were in Chicago. You, Correct. Talk to me about this. This I want to hear about. Your trip Well, well d- d- notable things. I, I was up there to accept the award for Neil Rogers' induction into the uh, Radio Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Which is cool and the gang. Sure. And then some. That, for those, uh, if you want reference, uh, there, there, there's a room with, you know, there's like a three-story museum. A lot of tuxedos. I saw you like in a tuxedo. There, there, was a, there was a thrift store tuxedo. <laughs> More <laughs> on that later. But anyway, if you want to know, it's like Neil's on one wall and Howard is on another wall and they kind of face each other. Really? Yeah. So if you out. If you must know. And I haven't posted the pictures of, of me... Uh, where the picture is and, and everything. Side, because, well, they got your good side. They got my good side on the video. The video is up there, but I'm waiting for the. Per- there's like the professional photographer was running around snapping pictures, oh. and I want some of those. So maybe you know, including the that. the picture of me in the tux standing in front of the wall of emblems. You, you know, <laughs> right. you, I, I, don't saw know the, I saw one of those pictures out there. You talking mm, to somebody, and they're all yeah. in the background. I saw that. So sure. Cool, so, the, so that was cool. And uh, but uh, the the notable thing about uh, Chicago was uh, and and uh, the the tux thing. I'm standing out in front of the uh, the, the downtown hotel, whatever. The hell, not not an unfancy hotel. And and I'm dressed in my tux and shoes that I'm right out of the box. I just unwrapped them, paper fresh <laughs> shoes on. They're shiny. Yummy. They were like that chrome car that like we saw. Like the chrome yeah. car we saw outside. The, that shit's off the chain, man. You know, tux shoes. They had the deep lacquer. Yeah. And my thrift store tuxedo jacket that fits me very, very well. And just some slacks and everything. Uh, waiting for the Uber to show up. And two sets of the power women, I call them. You know, 30-something, wearing the nice clothes, cardigan scarves, knee-high, crumpled leather boots, you know, makeup and nails, perfect, you know, power women. They're walking on their way somewhere. They're striding. They're talking. They're too busy talking to each other to notice everything. And then all of a sudden, peripheral vision, double-take, scoping me up and down with the Terminator vision. I'm like, yeah, I look like the top of a wedding cake. I Bitches, <laughs> they think I have money. Oh, um, Did you score? Could be my no. no okay, well, just, okay. Yeah, so no. the story does not have a happy ending. No, but I was checked out. <laughs> uh, you know, normally I have to dress. Uh, you know, in a loincloth. Normally you have something. to point a gun at somebody's uh, to get them to check out. Yeah, or, you know, you know, I'm I'm cold holding. You know, I'm I'm doing a fire breathing act to uh, have women. <laughs> Notice me normally. Uh, it might have been my imagination. I was there right after the, the, the Trump thing, and, and it could have been my imagination, but it was like five incidences in a row. And, and after, after like the third one, drinking, you start to right? wonder, you're, you're... no, after about the third one, you start to wonder, is something going on or is this just a bunch of coincidences? Are the black people just really angry right now or what? <laughs> Because I'm used to, because I'm a, I interact with public and people like cashiers and public yeah. people. I'm, I'm, I'm jaunty. I say sac passe to the Haitians. I say assalamu alaikum to the Muslims. Uh, y- you know. Oh yay. I say uh, sad san to the gypsies. I love everybody, man. And and I'm used to a certain amount of love back. At least I'm, I'm used to, I'm used to a certain. You know, when you when you deal with the public and you're happy and. You, you know, smiley, usually you get that back. Yes. No, all right. You and, can hear then, a smile on the phone. I used to say that to my sales right. staff. Yeah. So yeah. You can hear a you smile, can smile on, on the phone. phone. Yes, you can. That's why I used to put a mirror in front of all my yeah. sales staff. Yes. So I said, look at yourself, make sure you smile because you can hear a smile over you, the phone, you, pal. You can. And I, cashiers, waiters, waitress, servers, and whatever. They were just I, and, and I'm like, man, I'm catching a real negative vibe here because yeah. my, it's like my, 
my it's like a, it's, I'm not getting it back, and 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 there's just a downright surliness. Because sometimes when you encounter surly, if you can one time uh, somebody's having a bad day. Yeah, but They're, Chicago, uh, it's like the murder capital of the world at this point. I don't know. Anyway, I've been to Chicago a few times, and everybody was always very friendly. Including the people of color, I thought it was oh, this was really wonderful. Including yeah. the gang members, they were all very nice. Uh, everybody, uh, everybody was was very nice. And, oh. But so so that's 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 all that I that I took from there. Oh, and my the award, the glass slab. You, you know, got- the TSA, the second most useless bunch of assholes on the planet. <laughs> uh, the TSA let me through no problem on the way up, but on the way back, I was pulled over for special attention. Really, because the, of the glass? Because, because of the, of the glass slab? Because of the award? Yeah. The, <laughs> don't yeah. you understand? Like, I was awarded something, okay? It's not like C4, no. C through and C4. And they take their fucking time. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just sitting there yakking, and here's a, like a, a line of suitcases that need the, the special attention. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? I and, went through that as well. I mean, you know, this time of year, you want to travel, you're, you know. I, I'm always, I'm a big believer in showing up early and reading a book as opposed to showing up late and having to run through the fucking terminal. Right. I hate that well, shit. Well, she ate up all my early time, man. I had to eat my um, sausage hoagie on the run. Bummer, dude. Yeah. Well, I um, went home. I went back up to New York and I had uh, a great time. I went to Philly to uh, with the family for Thanksgiving. I was mostly in New York and uh, I had uh, a bunch of Interesting things happen up there. The night before I left, um, I got invited out to dinner uh, by a friend of mine named Tom Semioli. He does a, a column, Know Your Bass Player. He writes for the Huffington Post, and he's he's now doing a documentary um, called Know Your Bass Player, which when it comes out, it's going to be something. I've already seen like some of the people that he's got in there, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something people are going to be talking about. And he invited me out to dinner the night before I split from New York, and at the dinner table, um, you know, and here's the thing. I walked from my mom's place. My mom lives like, you know, a block from Carnegie Hall. So basically I walked from Carnegie Hall, which is 57th and 7th. Okay. I walked over to 6th Avenue. Then to avoid the Trumpistania on 5th Avenue, I decided I walked down Honey. 6th to 30 Rock at 49th mm-hmm. Street. Then I walked through Rockefeller Center and I stopped and I looked as I'm facing east and I look south. I see the tree, which had not been lit up yet, the big tree in front of 30 Rock. And then there's the ice skating rink right there. And it's very, it's totally seasonal. I mean, this is, you know, the wicker angels were all lit up going from fifth mm-hmm. down to the uh, ice skating. And I turned to my right, and there was a battalion, okay, uh, of? of Homeland Security New York cops in full tactical <clears throat> gear, okay? And I mean with the automatic rifles, Right down to the knee pad. They had mm. knee pads. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of took the holiday you know, in case of, out of it a little in, bit. In case of homosexuality. I don't, you know. In case of blowjobs should break out. In case they've got to shoot somebody they don't lower chafe, than higher. They don't want to chafe anybody. My mom now, now lives in the safest neighborhood on the planet. Every single corner has got a slew of, you know, first things first, you can't be the Secret Service if you're wearing a jacket that says secret service because you're not secret anymore see, yeah that's uh, <laughs> like wearing a jacket that says undercover they should change their name you think <laughs> so down was there and i ended up walking i went all the way down to uh, this this pizza place i was telling you the only slice of pizza i had in new york was thin crust i feel <clears throat> shame i'm i'm ashamed of myself it is a shonda for sure sure i went down to a 31st and lexus place called uh i think it's called petso petsa petso and i had dinner with Tom Samioli and a few other people, including Morgan Fisher, the keyboard player from Mata Hoople, somebody who I've got coming up 
with an anthem for you. Garland Jeffries, who did Wild in the Streets. Okay. Yeah. The skater anthem from the 70s, pal. He was at the table. I met a very interesting guy named Edward Rogers, who uh, is coming out with the... He just came out with a brand new CD called Glass Marbles, and he's doing like his... It's his first one, I guess, in a while. He's doing his first live show um, that he's done, I guess, for quite some time. It's going to be at a place called Pangea Mm -hmm. on January 17th. And I've been to Pangea before. It's on 2nd Avenue in... Uh, second time we were like 13th, 12th, and I was there to see Tammy Faye Starlight do her Marianne Faithful show, and at that show she had Lenny Kay sitting in with her, and that's, I brought up Lenny Kay, and he said, oh, I'm going to be a Pangea, he was talking about that, and it's always interesting when somebody goes, well, I'll tell you a couple of weeks ago when I was at Bill Wyman's 80th birthday party, I'll tell you, Robert Plant was a real prick. Now I'm sitting there going like, Aroo! I just literally, I tried to soak up all the cool through osmosis. And uh, I was also, I sat right next to a guy named Gary Thomas. Very, this guy is like subtle cool. And he has got a radio show that he does with this other dude. And it's on Mixcloud.com. And the name of the show is called Atlantic Tunnel. And it is British brilliance. And here's how I know that these guys get it right. Because I listened, I listened to the entire show. And it's great stuff. It's all really good British music. And they played an Oasis song I like. Really? I had never heard it before. And it was an Oasis song. And I was like, wow, I like this. So they're okay in my book now. If you can find an Oasis song I like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll listen, you know, far up it. I don't, I mean, I would imagine you had to call the dogs out. He's down by the creek. I go get him. You know, teams of dogs looking for a song by them. That's when I have a friend of mine who's an Oasis freak. So, but in any event, that was one of those really cool um, dinners. There were some other people there. Uh, Tom's in this band called, um, what is it called? Spaghetti, Spaghetti Eastern Music with a guy named Sal Cataldi who was there. And, you know, these are guys who, who are a few years older than me. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation about, well, you know, when I saw Hendrix at uh, the Fillmore East when he did, you know, Band of Gypsies, I'm like, uh, oh, of course I was. I'm like, you were there? It's like, of course I was there. He's like, I was, all, I was at all the shows. I'm like, yeah, I want to kill you. Then I want to wake you up again and kill you again. You know, <laughs> he's like, these guys were in all that shit. Uh, here's one. I got to... Um, Got to spend a couple hours with a really good friend of mine, Eric Alterman. He's uh, with the Slow Guns. I've mm-hmm. played them before on the show. He's a very old friend of mine, genuine. Him and I are born and bred Upper West Side New Yorkers. We are born and raised on the Upper West Side. It's where we grew up. He went to Stuyvesant. I went to Calhoun. But we all played in the same places, went to the same places. So we went up and uh, spent some time at the Abbey Pub up in 105th. Shout out to the Abbey crew, Paul and Francis and the rest of them. And he turned me on to a new word. Okay. okay, you've got a sommelier for wine. Well, for weed, you've got a scent sommelier. That's cute. I like that. It's not bud tender. Bud tender is a guy that's slanging a beer for you. A scent sommelier, okay, is going to, you know, the Pinot Noir is very nice this year. What do you think goes with the uh, soup course? Oh, I'm recommending a nice kush. I'm recommending a nice kush for that. They sent some Malier, so shout out to Eric. All credit where credit is due. A couple things that caught my eye. Here's one. Uh, let me see what we got here. Uh, it was an interesting headline. Um, magic mushroom drug lifted cloud of doom for cancer patients. You know, doesn't surprise me because I can remember several times where it lifted, lifted a cloud of doom for, you know, me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things on Search of Solace. What was the, the line in here? He goes... 
um, during the study, the guy that was, uh, they, they did the study in New York, the guy, Metis, who was part of the study, said the psychedelic trip was akin to, quote, a space shuttle launch that begins with the Trumpy, the, chunk, the clunky trappings of Earth, then gives way to the weightlessness and majesty of space. I believe it helped him and both of us live life fully up to the very end, his wife said. <laughs> okay. Well. He suffered a major massive heart attack at some point, blah, blah, blah. Other cancer patients who participated in the study, which was led by researchers at NYU, reported similar experiences and described psilocybin as beneficial in easing anxiety and depression. Similar findings also were found in separate study conducted at Johns Hopkins. It was kind of magic, he said. So, you know, thus the term magic mushrooms. So we like that kind of thing. It's always good when shrooms can help people out. Yeah. Um, here's the one that, you know, I took a look at the numbers on this, and it to me it was pretty obvious um, that, uh, you know, what was going on here. The solar amendment, we talked about this last time, okay, yeah. before the vote took place. The It was amendment number one, and the... The people that were in support of it were Duke Power, Duke. Mm-hmm. It was Duke Energy, uh, Florida Power and Light (FPL). So right off the bat, if they're for it, I'm against it. Sure, right. Like, that's the way that goes, pal. I'm not kind of like the Klan. You know, yeah, if they're for it, I'm against yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yes, okay. And what they had done was made it the solar amendment. What they were trying to do was make it so that if you get solar power, you should be taxed because now you're no longer contributing to the amount of money going to FPL. And FPL feels that the people who are contributing shouldn't have to pay more money. Right. My feeling, of course, is that FPL should simply earn <coughs> less money. Yes. That's yes. the way it's supposed but to that's work. A, that, basically, this is, we want to guarantee our profit margin. Right. That's exactly, right. yes. It's exactly what they did. So and they want to gouge you somehow if, uh, if our right. profits And so drop. what they did is they made it so that you, you, know, you want to be yes for the solar mm-hmm. amendment. Except if you're yes, you're voting sure. for them. Well, guess what? The yes votes won. Right. They won. It was uh, 4,544,601 to 4,406,583. So it's 50% to 49%, which, interestingly enough, is roughly the same percentage difference as the difference between the people who voted for Trump and the people who voted for Clinton. The interesting thing mm-hmm. is, is that it didn't pass because it would. what they were trying to do was change a part of the Florida state constitution. constitution. Right. You need 60% right. for that. So they won and they lost. Right. Okay. And the key here is that they lost and everybody else won. And I guarantee if you go up to a Trump voter <laughs> who voted yes on this and go, you know, because they're the one, they're so, for freedom. Yeah. Freedom, baby. Freedom, baby. We want freedom. And you go over and go, why did you vote yes on the solar amendment? They're going to say, because I want solar power. I want to be able to have solar power. Yeah, and you don't think you should be taxed for it, right? No, I don't. Well, then you're a fucking idiot because you voted to be taxed on it. Okay? And it's the same thing, you know. All these people who keep saying, all these people who keep, stop banging on the table, Tony. (laughs) All these people who keep saying, you know, you're treating the people in the heartland. You look down on them. You think they're stupid. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a condescending, self-righteous prick. But then I see something like this, and it reaffirms my belief that, yeah, they're, you know, I was right. They, they, please, come on, guys. If you want freedom and you're going to start voting on stuff, I beg of you, just read the legislation. 
At least understand it. Don't take somebody else's word for it. And now with this whole, the media is lying to us, there is no way to get real information anymore. We live in an age now where it's not just an age of lying. It's an age of not knowing the truth. It's right. not simply <clears throat> that lies have been permeated. It's that the truth the, the, isn't permeated. Yeah, well, and they don't care. Yeah, they, they also uh, you know, I saw they, that they, in an interview. Who was it? Uh, uh, I can't think of her name. Yeah, no, no. She was interviewing <laughs> these people about the do you Trump supporters? Do you believe that uh, that all these illegals voted? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, what right. are you going to? Where did you get that? The media, right? The media, uh, uh, like so. So the you got media, you and I've been it. and I've been telling you, faith based people, meaning people who believe what they want to believe, right? They don't care about the source. If if they like the sound of it, they're going to put that in their truth column. And 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 ideologically, and, 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 and if so you try to show the them, don't show me the proof that you have that my belief is wrong because. Um, I don't, I don't, because I'm a faith-based person. Your evidence is, it is much, it doesn't much, weigh and more than my desire. They are the quintessential, crystalline example of the adage that it is much easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. <sighs> yeah, That's the problem. There you go. It's really easy to fool people, and then once you have, you go, look, I need you to understand. I just pulled the book. What are you talking about? I've, I've already bought into this narrative. You want right. me to now? Yeah. You want me to sell it? You want me to admit that I have been stupid, stupid. for many years, which That's... I had to do. Some of us have done it. Some of us have gone through the process. And much like you did, birth, you, you did much like birth, much like birth. All right, it's very painful. It's very messy. All right, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the other thing: Standing Rock. Okay. Yeah. I I wrote down a few things. First things. I noticed this. It's the largest gathering of Native Americans in modern times. It's the single largest gathering. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. And today was going to be kind of when it came to a head. Today right. was going to be the day because this was going to be the day that 2,000 vets, mm-hmm. okay, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, okay, were going to make a human shield around the protesters, okay? Right. But last night, hello. It stopped, and um, what happened is that the uh, Army Corps of Engineers announced that it will look for an alternate route for the Dakota Access Pipeline um, to cross under, yeah, you know, to cross under the Lake Oahe in North Dakota. Um, the interesting thing about this is that. They're worried, you know, tribal leaders are worried about the decision because they're saying, mm. well, when Trump comes into office. But I'll tell you, it is not as easy as one might think, and Trump's about to find this out. Okay, and the Republicans found this out for six straight years. It's not as easy to just get rid of something from the previous administration as you think it is. Once it's there, it takes a little time. You just keep, you do what the Republicans have traditionally mm. done. You just keep taking it to court over and over again. And it ends up sure. standing and standing and standing. So I think that is a good thing because I had a whole thing written about this, and Here's my contention that what has taken place in North Dakota is the modern-day embodiment of why we have the Posse Comitatus Act. The problem is we don't have it on a state-by-state level, okay? Um, Basically, the Posse Comitatus Act is to limit the power to the federal government in using federal military personnel to enforce domestic policy within the United States, okay? Now, it's been updated in 56 and 1981, but it really is uh, a build-on. It was added to the original Insurrection Act of 1807, 
which was a set of laws that governed the ability of the President of the United States to deploy troops within the United States to put down lawlessness, insurrection, and rebellion. The laws are chiefly contained. The general aim is to limit presidential power as much as possible. And this is interesting. Relying on state and local governments for initial response in the event of insurrection. Now, are there, my question, I wrote this down, are there similar articles uh, in state constitutions? I don't think there are. There's no state-by-state state policy, which is why this is allowed to happen. This is literally the embodiment of the state doing the bidding of its corporate masters and mm-hmm. using the military, which is to say state militia, mm-hmm. to do, to enforce domestic and or state policy. There you have it, folks. You think the North, you said you you want to go... Yeah, well... Uh, somebody, they, somebody's got to represent the man. No, no, you know, no. You don't They're, know. Let me tell you something. They're already pretty fucking well represented. Well, you know where I stand. You yes, know, I, I believe, eat the rich. Yes. Uh, I believe that we should take the uh, shrimp, you know, shrimp, cocktail sauce, the, cocktail sauce. Sure, sure. The you know the, when when Forbes publishes that uh, top ten wealthiest and blah 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 blah. I can tell I, you who they yeah, are right I, now. I think I think I, we should look at that. We, the people of the the planet Earth should look at that as a menu. Yes. Okay. I can and, and, well, and imagine they'd be feasting. Imagine, on the wall, on well, the imagine Waltons. if we we would four, only four and ever. Just imagine there. we would only ever have to do it once. All right, because <laughs> because the following year, if the people, the wealthy people of the world realize that they're if they make eat. that top ten, they're going to be eaten. What 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 would they do over the course of that year? They After to, they get rid of the money, they get rid of money. What effect would that have on the world? As good. all of the richest people in the world all of a sudden started living Brewster's Millions plot, the, Bru- the plot I of love, Brewster's I Millions. Brewster's what millions. would? But what, what effect would that have on world economies? Right. None what, of the above. What an amazing right, right? But what what an amazing imagine that all of that wealth injected into the economy as these guys slough Thank their you. wealth. John Lennon's the modern age. Imagine. So that's my that's my position on well, a personal level. Investors, here's the thing, and and by the way, this project, this the the, the you know, it's just we a horrible thing. We don't need it. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. But rewind. The uh, a lot of people in, invested in this. In whoops. All right, and and. And and here's where here's where because I've been listening to NPR every morning. You know that that right wing that bastion, <laughs> you know of of, of fascist uh, propaganda NPR, yeah. and they've been interviewing people from both sides. And I just want to lay out what the other side has been saying. They said we've followed every procedural thing. I rep- the people. People Guess what? representing so the investors go. We followed every procedural thing. We've re- the, 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 this pipeline has been rerouted over a hundred times to accommodate people, including What's this, this very this very soon because it's it's all completed. No, except no, for this section, really isn't. except no, for the section that goes under the right. river. This is what they said, well, and and so it's uh, it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. Let me see if I get this straight. You mean to tell me the people that yeah. invest in the uh, oil and gas industry, right. they're upset because they're not going to make a profit this time? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I am crushed. You know who one I'm of, actually, hold on. Wait. Know, no. Fuck them. Wait. You don't. You, 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 you have not yet begun to want to fuck them. Oh, because no. Do you know, know who, oh, you, yeah. you know oh, who oh, one oh. of their investors is? 
I do. Donald Trump? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, so, so get the popcorn and then watch and see because here, here we have, again, we're in uncharted waters and you, you just finished saying that it's not as so easy to undo what a previous president has done. Well, obviously, we've got a bozo here who has no intention of following any kind of rule or procedure. So let's see how... Yeah, but I think it's... I think the what kind of goons are going to show up as soon as this guy gets the sworn show in? Up, that's the ball game. You start firing well, rubber bullets perhaps. and water cannons at the troops in sub-zero temperatures, and that makes the news. That's it. The heartland of America will immediately be against you. Perhaps. You perhaps. Let me. Let me. You can't let me, do that to the troops. You can't do that to the vets. Period. End of discussion. Perhaps this is where the civil war will begin. Oh God, I'm going to have a heart attack now. The, the new is, civil the war round two. Let's say. By the way, if we do another civil war this time, we better finish the job because that first one didn't take. <laughs> Arm yourself, yeah. hippie. Telling you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the interesting thing is is that the uh, the Insurrection Act of eighteen oh seven comes on the heels of the first use, as I was telling you before the show, the first use of American troops, which was by General and now President George Washington, who led himself in seventeen ninety one was when the Risky Whiskey Rebellion started, like around Pittsburgh. Okay. Is where it started. And um the basically the whole thing was it was the tax on whiskey was put in place by Alexander Hamilton because we had a huge debt to pay off. I fifty some odd million, and tw- we had like just like seventy five million. And you know, back then, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is in trillions, but it's a lot. You know, in, in modern day dollars, it's a huge amount of money. He said, "Look, we need to tax something. We need to pay off the French and the various other people that funded." And this was really how you started um, government backed bonds. How we managed. To buy to build things in this country, we have people who invest in them. We pay it off over the long run at a long period of interest. And ironically, you know, you can say anything you want about American stability, but whenever the world goes wacky, you know where everybody puts their money? Yeah, that's right, American bonds, Treasury bonds. They all go into T bills and T bonds <clears> right <throat> there. Mm-hmm. And in seventeen ninety four the rebellion was put down by George Washington, who led himself on horseback thirteen thousand militiamen to put down a rebellion of like 500. And by the time they showed up, the guys at all, they'd all split. Yeah. But over the course of years, several hundred people in Kentucky and Tennessee and stuff were thrown in jail for not mm-hmm. paying their taxes. And they even admitted at one point, like, there's no way we can figure out how to tax these people. But they arrested them anyway. And so several years later, we wind up with, you know, the uh, the Insurrection Act of 1807 and then Posse Comitatus because you're not allowed to have George Washington leading 13,000 militiamen into Pittsburgh to tell people they can't make whiskey. Okay. Okay. Because that's the use of troops, federal forces, to enforce domestic policy. You can't do that. That, in my opinion, is what we are witnessing now out in in North Dakota with the the North Dakota Access Pipeline, except now it's happening at the behest of our government's corporate masters. Yes. Back then, corporations didn't own the government. Now they do. So they're just basically telling the government to do something they're not allowed to do, except on a state-by-state basis, posse comitatus does not apply. It should. So we need to reassess that. For people, we need a constitutional Congress for that reason alone. Mm. So I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, it's Christmas, so you're making wishes and shit, right? Damn Skippy, baby. You know, it is. Hey, we keep the groove going here. I've got more stuff, Care of the Gals, from PJ Carney's. This one happened to be playing when I was sitting in there. I was like, you know, that's a groovy-ass tune. I'm going to play it. Yeah, it's back on the groove on SoFloRadio.com.
Should it be? 
yeah, baby. There is your skater anthem du jour. Tad's it right there. Thank you. Thank you very much. For, yeah, my boy, you know, you're the skater. You're, my readers. you're a yep. skater, man. Okay, Garland yesterday. Oh, yeah, Wild in the Streets. That's from Ghost Rider in 77. Nice guy. You know, he was the other end of the table, but after when he was split, he came on over, and we chatted for a little while, and he's uh, he's actually going to be playing live uh, Garland Jeffries. I mean, you know, this guy, he's the, the real deal, Neil. Ain't no bullshit on that song. You got the Brecker Brothers. Uh, Dr. John is on that. Some great covers. That Circle Jerks do a great cover of that song. Um, and then there's another cover by the British Lions, which is what Mata Hoople became after Ian Hunter left the band. And at that point, British Lions had Morgan Fisher in it. He was also at that at the same dinner, and I've got a little I got a little Mott from the Hoople coming up at the end of the show right there. So a little skater anthem. And Garland Jeffries is going to be playing New Year's Eve at Joe's Pub in New York. Tie in there. That's the first place I ever saw a Tammy Faye Starlight live with Lenny K. So these two guys, the two guys I met, are both playing at, at venues where I saw Tammy Faye. So shout out to Tammy Faye. If you haven't ever seen her in New York, you don't know what you're missing. She's fucking amazing. For that, yeah, little Swedish rock shout out to my man Roger Hitz. Uh, the Helicopters doing city slang from Pain to Do's that came out in the late 90s. Before that, one of our favorites, our boy Frank. Yeah. Heineken. Heineken. Fuck, Fuck that, that shit. shit. Paps Blue Ribbon, baby. Boy, that yep. the Ramones, the KKK took my baby away. That came out. That was in, uh, that came out like my senior year of high school. That album, Pleasant Dreams. I remember when that came out because it was right about then that I was allowed to play at CBGB's. Like before that, I was allowed to go there. So I could, you know, I could go to CBGB's. But it wasn't until 1981, the summer of 81, when I was allowed to actually go there. And uh, Hilly let me and some friends of mine play in our band, You Suck. That was the name of our band. Okay. You Suck. So, um, you know, we got to do all that. That was my whole CBGB thing. I, I actually saw the Ramones do 15 songs in 34 minutes. 15 songs in 30. It was one, two, three, four. Thank you very much. All right. One, two, three, four. That was the 34 minutes of that. Wow. Yeah. Double time. It was great. Before that, yeah. The ensorcelization continues. And even though it wasn't Calibro 35, mm. okay, my car chase, okay, I, I can't get out of that Lalo Schifrin type music that I love. That is a band called Capri. And it's the song is called Car Chase on Phoenix Avenue. It's from a collection called Taster. Sounds from the Funky Underground Volume 2. And I did, I played the uh, Duke Ellington, Lalo Schifrin uh, song, you know, some time ago, just phenomenal. All the that Lalo Schifrin stuff from those car chase movies, you know, all the stuff from the Seven Ups and all that music he did. And now you've got bands like Capri and, of course, my favorite, Calibro Thirty Five, doing that, kicking off the set. Yeah, shout out to the gals at PJ Carney's Beck. I think I'm still in love from the Information. Came out in 2006. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Trump, 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 Trump. Lovely Trump. First, you know, at the top of the show, I played the uh, the spot from the King of New York. And yes. that's where Frank White walks into the uh, social club where the mob guy is and basically blows his head off and says, you know, if you're tired of getting ripped off, come with me. I'm at the, I'm at the plaza. You're all mm-hmm. welcome to join. Okay? I get the feeling that Trump supporters want... Their desire is to have Trump be Frank White. And the mafia guy is the establishment. 
He wants he uh, wants Trump right. to just go and blow the guy's head off. Uh, there was an interesting thing. Uh, Pence did an interview um, on one of the uh, Sunday morning shows yesterday. He said, we want to engage the world, but we want to do it on America's terms. Huh. What, uh, what, what? Yeah, they want to do it on America's terms. I wrote this one down. I said, you know, we have a... Uh, we have an interesting problem here. It's affirmation versus information. Okay. Okay. Um, but here are some of the things. I, I learned a new word, um, and I got it from this particular um, thing. Uh, no Saudi oil, says Trump. That was the thing. Okay. He wanted right, to, right, right. Yeah. Saudi Arabia fires back. Um, during his campaign, Trump vowed to secure U.S. energy independence from, quote, our foes and the oil cartels, while also creating, quote, complete American energy independence. Okay, first things first, you can't do that, so shut the fuck up. That's just a flat-out lie. Anybody who thinks we can do that is lying. It's a lie. We need to start calling things what they are. This isn't, this isn't the age beyond fact. Good, good luck. This is about people who lie. Yeah. Okay? On Wednesday... Um, it's about a week and a half ago, uh, Saudi Arabia's oil minister um, shot back. His name is Khalid al-Fali, okay. and he's also the chairman of Aramco, okay? And he said in an interview that, quote, at this, um, at his heart, President-elect Trump will see the benefits of Saudi oil impacts, and I think the oil industry will also be advising him accordingly that blocking trade in any product is not healthy. The U.S. is a sort of is is sort of the flag bearer for capitalism and free markets. Al Fali said, "The U.S. Co- continues to be a very important part of a global industry that is interconnected, that is dealing with a fungible, mm-hmm. f-u-n-g-i-b-l-e, yes. fungible commodity, word. which is crude oil. So having equalization through trade is very healthy for oil. Fungible. Do you yes. know what fungible means? I, I do. Really." I do. Okay. Because I didn't. <clears throat> and it is. And I can being, give you examples. Being <clears throat> of such nature or kind as to be freely exchangeable or replaceable in whole or in part for another like nature or kind. Basically, what this guy is saying is that they have a commodity that's, that other shit can mm. replace. Okay. Right. We can do what we do with oil with something else, is mm. basically what this guy said. You know, I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on this fucking show over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell people, we don't need oil. We don't need oil. You know, this thing with the solar amendment, okay, that is going on. As a matter of fact, there's a great show. There's a series of shows on National Geographic. I finally caught the episode about uh, solar energy. Do you know they shot it down in Nevada? The The... Really? Yeah. It it's now it's as if the amendment here had passed. So in Nevada, if you want solar energy, you have to pay a tax. In Nevada. Nevada. In Nevada. Where it's like the Sunny, desert. Like all the fucking time. In addition to which, like what is it, ninety percent of the state is government owned? Right. I think it's all government property anyway. Um the interesting comment, I thought this was the one thing that I thought was very interesting. There's an expression, uh, it's called having the, the 50, you know, well, he's looking at something from 30,000 feet. It's one of those business expressions, you know, the big picture. And the Saudi oil minister added that Saudis are waiting for, for Trump's presidency. As his presidential campaign had amounted to, quote, 50,000 feet announcements, that may change. 
So they, they literally, everybody's just waiting around. But here's the interesting thing. Oil, which two, three years ago was at like 114 a barrel, is now somewhere in the 40s. And I have stated over and over and over again why low oil prices are good in every way, shape, and form. Here's an interesting one I didn't realize until I did, you know, the homework. Because I do the homework so you don't have to. Saudi Arabia, check this shit out. You're going to love this. All right. This one, when I read it, I literally had to read it like two, three times. They're going to have a budget deficit. Okay. Okay. How? How? I, I don't know. How? I'm going to tell you how. I figured it out. Okay? All right. Because they have to buy all those weapons. They're uh, buying shit from... Right. Ironically, all the money that we give to them in oil is coming back into United Technologies. Boeing. Lockheed Martin. Um, the company that owns Carrier. All of these companies that are part of the military-industrial complex are reaping the reward. You think that... That's basically... You know what that is? Hmm. That's a kickback to them from the oil companies. Okay. That's all. It's a kickback from the oil companies. It just goes round and round and round. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. I think it's incredible. All right, here's another one that caught my eye. Okay. Trump supporters called to boycott Pepsi over comments the CEO never made. Now, okay, what, yeah. there was this thing that happened today. Uh, the, the guy walks into the pizza joint in D.C. because mm-hmm. they're doing kitty because there's like some the, kitty porn. Child uh, sex ring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Abduction That's bad enough. This is why this thing is particularly bad. Because what happened was uh, the president-elect supporters are threatening to boycott Pepsi over fabricated statements circulating on social media. Twitter users, many citing debunked news articles, claim that PepsiCo CEO Indra Nuyi... Yeah, okay, if her name was John Smith... Right. It wouldn't be... But her name Billy happens Bob. to be Indra Nuyi. Told Trump yeah. fans to, quote, take their business elsewhere, which, of course, is not true. Here's the thing about something like this. When that happened, okay, site uh, sites designed to trick people, including the including Truth Feed, that's the name of the site, <laughs> Truth Feed and Gateway Pundit, published the fake quote while encouraging readers to stop buying Pepsi products. Gateway Pundit also incorrectly claimed PepsiCo's stock plunged 5% because of the comment mm-hmm. that New Yee never actually made. Here's why this is really, really fucked up. And people who are Trump supporters should really be on the lookout for this because if you got a 401k... Mm-hmm. Okay, what this person is doing is saying, guess what? They they know that they're preaching to an ignorant choir. Yeah. Okay. And so when they say stuff like, well, the stock plunged 5%, that's going to encourage people to do what? Sell the stock. Sell the stock, which means that if you know that's going to happen, before you publish the fake news, what do you do? You, well, you go short you, Pepsi. Yeah, sure. And then the next day you buy it up. Yep. Well, Pepsi goes down a few more percentage points and you've got thousands of shares. That's the easiest 20 grand you're ever going to make. Mm-hmm. And all you've got to do is lie. Yeah. That's all you, you, all you have to do is <clears throat> lie because you know there's a ton of people out there that are going to buy it. Hook, line, and sinker because it fits the narrative that says those guys over there mm-hmm. don't like us because we're average Americans. We're real Americans. First things first, you want to know who real Americans are? New Yorkers. We're the real America, and everybody else should shut the fuck up. Okay. If it wasn't for New York, there would be no America. Okay. Period. I ain't going to argue. Period. We invented capitalism. First example of separation of church and state, New York, 1654, right. Sharf Israel. Okay? First skyscraper, first suspension bridge, first use of electricity. 
New York City, first place in the world that actually had a business district. Okay. You know that? It, was no. No, it had never been done before. It was the first time you had to actually travel to work. Prior to that, everybody worked mm-hmm. where they lived. You lived in your shop. You lived in the back room. New York's the first place to have that. First place to have a department store. First place to have public transportation. And might I add, the most democratic form of public transportation. If you go anywhere else in the world, anywhere else in America for, for that mm-hmm. part, okay? When you get on, when I get on uh, New Jersey Transit, I pay according to how far I'm going to go. If I've got to right. go all the way from Penn Station to Trenton, I'm paying sixteen seventy five. But if I'm only going to Princeton Junction, I'm only going to pay, I think it's $12. Not New York. You get on the subway for one price, you may ride all day as far as you want. Single most democratic, mm-hmm. okay, public transportation system in the world. These people are so adamant in their hatred for the man mm-hmm. that they didn't realize that they voted for the man. No shit. Who, who who said? Always said, oh, the I know politics because I buy them all the time. Right. Okay. Who do you think these politicians work for? Pigs like him. Those are the pigs. That he looks like a fucking pig at the trough. There, I, he I acts really, like a pig. I am shocked at the actually. I'm not shocked. I'm really not. And oh. I've told certain friends of mine. I said, let me tell you something. I don't want to hear you saying shit like, oh well. He would be getting shit done, but the Democrats are stopping him. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, yeah. just, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, so yeah. I can put the big hypocrisy sign up, you know? And right. I wrote a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, you know, all the stuff that he's going to do, you need to understand that basically he's going to start doing all the stuff Obama wanted to do. <laughs> except, except Obama only yeah. had like a $250 billion infrastructure project. You know, Trump wants to make it a trillion. Where's that money coming from? I got it ready. You know, take it out of education. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because now you've got DeVos. The, uh, she's the daughter-in-law of the guy who started Amway. He's a billionaire. Okay. Her right. qualifications for being the secretary of education mm-hmm. are that she agrees with Donald Trump that money should be taken out of public education, and she yeah. donated $9.5 million to his campaign. Right. Those are her qualifications. She wants to eliminate public education and replace it with, with uh, know, private Christian schools. Private Christian schools. She yeah. says that this is an opportunity to advance the uh, the kingdom of God. And do you know what? These people, they're screaming and yelling, oh, all the Trump supporters came out. There's a great line where this girl said, you know, if he nominated, you know, Charles Manson to be the attorney general, Trump supporters would find a way to, like, come out in support of that. Okay. They what, would absolutely You know, sure, yeah, you know, he might have been a bad influence on some people, but did you hear any of his music? <laughs> he was quite the uh, he was quite the poet, I'll have you know. He's quite the poet. <laughs> absolutely that. Sure. And you know, it's not like he actually killed anybody. He was so right. you have to understand, he's simply a motivational speaker. You know, you act like talking shit should be a crime. Yeah. You know, I don't understand. He was just trying to motivate people, and they took it a bit too far. Why should he be to blame? That's the kind of guy you want, the kind of guy that can make people do things with the sheer power of his words. Mm -hmm. I want that man as my attorney general. But these guys are talking about this chick, and they're literally, they, one of the comments that I read was uh, from a Trump supporter regarding DeVos being uh, nominated for Secretary of Education was, she, you know, the Department of Education is superfluous and it might be in con- unconstitutional. Okay, first of all, it's not unconstitutional. And mm. they were You're making like, my teeth hurt. He goes, the person writes, well, 
This should be left to the states and the counties. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's great. That way half of Texas and Oklahoma mm-hmm. can believe that the earth is 3,000 years old. Yeah. I know. Yeah. The earth is 3,000 years old. Sure, we walk with dinosaurs, baby. <sighs> Dino- breathe in through the nose, mm-hmm. out through I the know, mouth. I know. I know it's difficult. I'm getting uh, past lightheaded here. You know, the, he, uh, one of the guys, one of uh, Trump's lackey slash spokesmen, um, said that uh, you know the problem with the media was that you know, we, we took what he said literally. We, mm-hmm. I didn't really mean what I said to be taken literally. I mean, and I'm wondering if Trump's going to spend the next four years saying shit and then he's going to have like a team of people that say he didn't mean whether that. or not we should take him seriously or yeah, yeah, it's going to be. How gonna... do we know? Is there like something that's going to pop up? Gonna, Will he wear a certain colored suit? They're going to start a singing group called Trump and the Disclaimers. And yeah. they're going to just follow four of them following around. Beautiful. Going, like the bop, bop. And every time Trump says something, he's going to say, they didn't mean it. Yeah. Bop, bop. No, right. that's not what he really meant. So it's, it's Trump and the Disclaimers <clears throat> yeah. with their brand new hit, Euphemism. Oh. Uh. No, what Trump but really the remix is- version, though. It's the remix. This is the 12-inch remix extended play version of Euphemism. Mm. So, Sarah Palin. Yeah. Let's give, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Hey. Yeah. Go do it. I'm not going to be shoved in the hypocrisy category. No. If she says something that I think is right, I'm not simply going to ignore it because I happen to think she's a blithering dolt, which she is. She got it right. Yep. Okay. It's the worst written op-ed I've ever seen. I swear to God, both Strunk and White are spinning in her graves. It's like she took elements of style and burnt it at the stake and then went off to write her op-ed. I've, I'm, I'm not kidding around. If you read this, mm, as anybody who has graduated I from high school, I can't. It's, I swear to God, I can't it's almost it. hilarious. It's difficult. To, un- to. Here's the thing. It's difficult to understand because she's all over the fucking place. I'm, but... Um, she basically said that it's pay for play. It's crony capitalism. Yeah, and ding ding ding. Mike Pence said that Trump will decide on a day by day basis about intervening on behalf of companies. And I thought to myself, day by day, yeah. uh-huh. day by day, these three three things I pray. To not get euphemismed more wholly or whatever, but she got it right. If you if you have the chance to uh, to read her little, it's hilarious. It it was it's on the Young Conservatives website, and she said when government steps in arbitrarily with individual subsidies favoring one business over others, it sets inconsistent, unfair, illogical precedent. Okay. Yeah, that's she asserted. That's that's the quote. I don't mm-hmm. okay. And as an apparent jab at Trump, whom she famously endorsed in a rambling speech earlier this year, quote, Republicans oppose this, remember? Instead, we support competition on a level playing field. Remember? Because we know special interest crony capitalism is one big fail. Hey, hold it. Let's stop the presses. Because that I'm gonna read this sentence from Sarah Palin again because okay. it's important. Okay, because she got it right. Okay, we support competition on a level playing field because we know special interest crony capitalism is one big fail. Hey, 100%, honey, 100%. She got it right. (laughs) The op-ed is not subtle. 
Palin, descri- Palin described such government intervention as, quote, hallmark of corruption and socialism. She, she described it as social that that mm-hmm. was it's you know the government owning the means of production. Well, in this case, they don't own the means of production; they simply influence it through posse comitatus. Yeah, right, <laughs> that kind of thing. And uh, compared to policies of the Obama administration, which he regularly railed against, a twenty trillion dollar debt ridden country can't afford this sinfully stupid practice. She cautioned, so vigilantly guard against its continuance, or we're doomed. Sarah, baby. Honey, sweetie, come on over here. I got tongue for you. I do. In this instance, <laughs> I got tongue for you. I've got I'm here for you. I'm all of a sudden there's a gleam in her eye that that <laughs> that unread look about her face that's that 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 thing that just says duh but with a smoking hot body. Oh no. And some semblance of power. Uh, She's sexier than ever now for me. Look, like I said, when you know, most of the time she's out, mm. she's literally off the reservation. Mm. Okay, right. but in this particular instance, as poorly written as it is, she's spot the fuck on, and she's right. You know, there's a, an interesting thing where it's like President Obama, you know, created, you know, some odd million jobs. Trump, you know, and everybody hates him. Mm. Yeah, Trump spent seven million dollars. Not to create jobs. Let's just be clear. He hasn't created any jobs. Right. He simply stopped some of the jobs from leaving. You know, how come Carrier didn't say this? You know, we don't need a tax tax rebate. It's a thousand jobs. We're part of United Technologies. Okay. We're just going to do it out of patriotism because we make a ton of money off of our army, off right. of the military. Yeah. This, this is a side thing right here. Yeah. Dude, we can, you know, they can use... Carrier air conditioning is a loss leader for them. Take the just if you lose money on that, if you lose, keep all the jobs there. Then at the end of the year, do an actual accounting of it. And if you've lost money, write that off against your taxes. That I got no problem with. You want to keep the jobs here, write that off against your taxes because you're going to make a ton of money through United Technologies and their 10 billion with the B sales. To the mm. United States military. And you know. And here's the other thing is like it's the guilt trip. Because mm-hmm. at this point, you know, what are they supposed to say? Go fuck yourself? I would love it if they said, look, go fuck yourself, man. You're the business of America's business. And if you can't get it right, we're taking it someplace else. All these people who want to complain. The coal industry, 75,000 workers in the coal industry right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Those in guys. California, there's 400,000 people in the renewable energies industry. But the coal workers, they're important. They're important. Right. No, they're not. Fuck them. I know. Right. Fuck them. Fuck, Fuck them. Exactly. Fuck them. Buggy whip guy. Buggy although, whip. Was, although the buggy whip guy wasn't bad for the environment. Yeah. Boing. You know, who's, you know who's buying tons and tons and tons of our solar panels now? India. They want to have like a third of their country powered by solar panels. Good for them. Yes, I agree. Perhaps uh, they uh, learn to use some indoor plumbing. And, uh, and a couple other words I learned this week uh, based on the referendums. Uh, you know, Austria went the right way. Italy did not. Italy uh, kicked out, uh, what's his name? Renzi, I think his name is. that his name? Renzi? Uh, yeah, Renzi. Matteo Renzi. Um, mm. Febril was a word I learned. Having or showing the symptoms of a fever. Somebody described the political climate in Europe as febril. Hmm. feverish and 
he said that his problem, this guy, you know, it's from the Telegraph in UK where I got this article. So, you know, the pomposity of the Queen's English knows no bounds. And he said that uh, he used the word plebiscite, P-L-E-B-I-S-C-I-T-E, the direct vote of all the members of an electorate on an important public question such as a change in the Constitution. Sounds like an intestinal virus that only uh, working class people get. <laughs> so, he still hasn't had a press conference. Okay, and here well, he thing. tweets. He tweets. Yeah. First thing, that's kind of like. Want to know conference? why? Because he's a fucking pussy. What? Well, he's afraid. Uh, he, and he, I got to tell you, and something. he's a fourth grader. And, he's and a, I'll tell you something. He's got every reason to be afraid <clears> because <throat> his, his, his fear his fear should have kicked in last month. It should right? have. That's yeah. when he should have bailed. Ah, you know, I got a good run here. You know, as a, look, I sorry. said all along, it's scaring the shit out of me. He, Bye. He's going to find out that he actually has to, like... Do some work? Do shit. Yeah, that it's important that what he does affects the lives of people, not just here in America, yeah, around the like world. Yeah, like he gives a rat's ass. His first pre- pre- press conference is going to be must-see TV. When the Washington Press Corps, mm. the oldie pride of lions, <laughs> gets their first crack, oh, gets, their first, gets their first nibble on mm-hmm. this guy, they're going to chew him up. And spit him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He is going to be lambasted on public television. And he's got to do it. He can't not do it. Because at some point, there's only so long you can rail against the press. At which point, the press are just going to say, guess what? We're going to do an all-out war on he you. Has, we'll fuck uh, you hard. violated now. all of the uh, rules of logic thus far. Every every time we we do this show, every time I talk to one of my friends, it's always this is it. He's got to at some point he's got to release right, his tax return. Last, at at some point no he's got to release law. his tax return. At some point he's got to uh, you know address the uh, the, the bigotry. You, you know, and the, at some point he's going to have to address all of these people and the, the KKK and the neo Nazis that are that are shouting out his names and uh, doing high At can some hold point, as many at, straws as it wants. Right. At some point, you know the the. You know the chickens are going to come home to roost, no. but they, they obviously took a long fucking walk because I don't know when they're gonna. <laughs> the thunder, yeah. The, the herd of thundering chickens coming over the hill. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait for it. But I'm so far, that's you know, like that's where the fuck are the chickens? Guys, forget the Academy Awards. No. That's when you have a party. Start getting your drinking games together. I'm getting your bingo well, cards together. It's a good thing that I just happened because in times like this, you know, uh, you know, I'm a doomsday prepper, as you may know. Uh, <laughs> arm yourself, you know, I've already hippie. arm yourself, hippie. You know, I've I've been I've been stockpiling alcohol. <laughs> <clears throat> that beef I've jerky, a, right? Jack Daniels beef, beef jerky, jerky you, you know, canned goods, all of this canned stuff. Goods? But but yeah, of course, all of the all of the obvious things. That's but I'm I'm, I'm personally stockpiling alcohol and toilet paper. <laughs> Because I want some things to trade, and you're going to be paying a lot for a roll of toilet paper after the shit hits. I'm telling you. That's the thing about you being from Montana. I've yeah. got to listen to you when this when the shit comes down. Yeah. I'm running to your place. I'm hightailing from Deerfield got, down to Hollywood. I've got bug out vehicle. <laughs> yes, you got two of them. It. Yeah. Well, no, one of them is, is specifically for the bug, the bug out, out. The bug out. Yeah. Oh, it's already, already ready. It's go. already got the gear and shit. You know, oh, okay. I can live. Exactly. I can live out of what's in there. <laughs> that it's, between that, the stun gun and your knife collection, you're set. Sure, I am. I'm upset. Everything. So you know, I wrote down he's a punk who's addicted to adulate, adulation, no matter how deplorable its source. He, you know, when he went, he's not doing a. He's not doing a thank you tour. He's basically jerking off on his constituency again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. it's the it's like it's it's the reverse of the circle jerk. You got the circle getting jerked on. 
count? Uh, yeah. By the biggest dick in America. Yeah. Unbelievable. How? And the thing is, I wonder, like, here, here's the other thought I had, and I'm going to kind of close this one out with this. I'm going to give you one reason why I'm glad Trump won. I'm going to give you the one reason why. Because had the tables been reversed and Hillary Clinton won the electoral college vote and mm. Trump had won oh, the popular uh, vote, uh, as if. armed uprising, armed, up, armed uprising. I've been telling you to get a gun. Armed uprising <clears throat> in the street. Had, mm. And had he simply lost... Same thing. No, no, same, thing. Nah. same thing. Same nah. thing. Some wackadoos like the pizza guy. Pizza. You know, you would have had some. They're, they're crazy. Federales would have put them down. You see, you see how the federales deal with these unarmed engines. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, here we go, folks. I've said this to all of my friends who you know, people I know that voted for Trump, and you know what? They're not racists, but I have a real beef with them standing shoulder to shoulder with people who did not disavow. Racism. Some My friends, I believe they are not racist. I believe that they've got, you know, look, to some degree, we all cling to our own. We all want our own. You know, nobody's colorblind. It just doesn't work that way. And I'd like to believe. But you have to recognize that it's wrong. Right. And, and you, don't, that's, you don't humor thank it. Thank you. Thank you. It's one thing to have something inside of you and behave a certain way. It's another thing to have a... Have I, I want to grab a lot of asses as I'm walking down the street. They just, they're so nice. Oh, you know, and I want to, you know, but it's wrong. So I don't, you know, well, not in Italy. lots of, lots of impulses, you know, road rage. We get lots of impulses yes. and we recognize that they're wrong and we're, cause we're civilized people and we don't, Trump we don't supporters are basically yeah. Jack Nicholson on a 405 with a golf club. Oh, oh, That's yeah. what it, they're Jack, they're Jack Nicholson on a 405 with a golf club. They're just like, fuck all you. I'm going to get out and start smashing shit. I don't care what the result is. And it's going to be funny because the people that rely on the shit he wants to get rid of are all the people that voted for him. They no, just seem I know, to no think shit. it's all the thugs in the inner cities. Look, what Obama took away our welfare. Now Trump is going to, he can't restore keep your, it. Keep your hands, keep your government hands off my Medicare. That was one of my uh, favorite signs yeah. at the tea bag yeah, rally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's always a beautiful thing. The other one was uh, McConnell saying that the biggest drain on our economy and the biggest cause of our national debt is uh, Social Security and yeah. Medicare. Yeah. Wrong, you dickhead. It's taken its FICA. Right. It doesn't have, it has literally zero uh-huh. effect. None. Zero. Nada. By the way, McConnell, now that he's won, mm-hmm. okay, all of a sudden, now he's turning on the very coal miners that voted him in. He just voted mm-hmm. against, mm-hmm. okay, a bill that in uh, in the Senate. That would begin. Here's the ironic thing: he voted against a bill that would have helped out the coal miners with their pensions because coal mining companies, because coal is now coal used to be fifty percent of our electricity, now it's down to thirty percent. So mm. let's let's just step back for a second and say progress, not perfection. Okay, we're yes. moving in the right direction. Correct. Yes. But as a result of that, a lot of these coal mining companies are going belly up, and when they go belly up, they're taking the pensions with them. So mm. Congress had taken up a bill that would have funded, properly funded, this limited amount, these coal miners, okay? Because mm-hmm. there's not that many of them. It's, it's a couple hundred million, which, mm-hmm. in, you know, is nothing when you think about the overall budget. Like I said, F-35 jet project, $150 billion in cost overruns. So this bill was, 100, was, was several hundred million, but you know what? It was good, but it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. He, for him, it wasn't exactly what he wanted, so he voted against it. Yeah. Basically, 
he decided, as opposed to doing some good, he'd rather do none. Fuck him. Yeah. And he's fucking over the people that just voted him in. So pay attention, black lung. All right? Seriously. <laughs> pay the fuck attention over here. I love it when yeah. these people get, they take pride in their work. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Give them something else to take pride in, and they'll take pride in that. Okay? And they'll live an extra 25 years. I have a feeling if you, if, if all of West Virginia made solar panels, they would be very prideful of that. They would be talking about how they're marching to the future, about Mm -hmm. how the future starts in the Appalachians now. We're not the backcountry motherfuckers. We're the people. That's what I'd love to see. Yeah. I'd love to see Elon Musk walk into some fucking beat downtown in western Pennsylvania, uh, eastern Ohio, some town that's just like, the factories are closed. They did close them down. Textile factories in North Carolina's those coal and oil-based factories and manufacturing stuff that's just been, you know, that's, that wasn't taken away. It was sent away. Okay, and here's, a, you know, these people are like, well, we love doing that. They, they don't want a new job. They want that. No, they don't. We don't, okay? We don't want those jobs because there's somebody, because if you want those jobs, then you better be prepared to pay like eight bucks a pair for your underwear at Walmart. I, I like your Elon Musk idea, although I think that uh, he should he should uh, go to the inner city of somewhere like like New As York well. or Why California or something and fuck those hillbillies. Let them choke no. on the policy no. they voted for. No, And, and no. by the, the coal miners, I get, won't. Get a, I'm not giving job. up on them. They've, they I won't voted, give up on them. They've, the, let the, they made They're their bed. Just Dunning Kruger. It's Dunning Kruger. Well, the, you know what? Evolution. Evolution. Evolution needs to take its course. I, Some look, hillbillies need to fuck? starve. I don't think we have to fuck anybody. I think we can help a lot of people. I don't owe coal miners anything. Fucking starve you inbred. This is what you get. You you voted for this asshole. And, and oh, surprise! Welcome to butcher hall. You know what? I kind of thought that you needed to starve to death anyway. So here you go. <laughs> I think it'd be great if you went in Actually, there. I think it'd be great if you went in and said, "Look, I'm going to turn this town in a place where it's not cl- where it's not sunny. I'm going to show you how these new solar panels work in Ohio, and we're going to start getting that all over the world, all over the country. And you know, the only thing stopping that." The oil companies. You know, I'm a pragmatist, not a partisan. Yes. So, with regards to the Republican policy towards the coal miners, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, we're going to go back to the groove, baby. Yeah. You know, I even have more on Trump, but I, I just don't. I'm not sure I got the stomach for it, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's only so many, so many <laughs> rollades I can carry. I, I, I know, I know. Zantac ain't going to do the job on this. We keep the groove growing, though. Yeah, I was in New York. I got a, yeah, kind of a New York thing going on. Yeah, it's the Brecker Brothers doing East River on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
and relaxed in the track Put together well so it ain't hard to tell Easy to recognize so my records are sell On the microphone well known with a low tone Show and prove when the stage show is shown All you hear the screams when I'm hit by the laser beam Ladies fame, rappers are choosing up teams So hook the beat up just before we meet up Before I kick a rhyme, I kick my feet up To let you know everything's under control Under surveillance, taking over your soul So let me handle this, getting scandalous All my jams are hits, never plan to miss Crowd is captured, releasing my permission People, as I keep on eager to listen Paralyzed from the mic down Left with a little sight Ear still hear the sound Tried to clear your mind But it's still there Give them about a year Then give them a wheelchair I damage and deteriorate Till your brain dead No huss cuss What I discuss A boss's head Hear some hair grenades When your eardrums fail You can scar So you can read it in braille Close your third eye Then I do body work Then I keep the same procedure Till somebody's hurt My DJ are so up cuts Like an MD And I still move crowds Like an MC Entity and tear you out of your frame Leave you in a puddle of blood Then let it rain Then I get deep So try to withstand On my level to think Or sink like quicksand He couldn't hang So I cut the rope short Watching them fall Cause they need more support This is the way that I done All of my competition People As I keep on eager to listen The performance I give them is something like a hypnotism Swinging back and forth so you can keep the rhythm At the tone of my voice you will become eager to listen Dance in the trance until you see the R on stage No chairs or ears, all three of your eyes on me So it appears just like you thought it would be But even better, live and direct on stage Instead of the radio or video or studio rehearsing I'm at my best in the flesh, in person The main attraction, center of attention The crowd will go crazy, soon as I mention It's time to communicate, so let's conversate I get my point across, when you respond, that makes sense So now we could continue the mission As I keep on eager to listen As I keep on eager to listen I used to always say one day I'll play in the NBA cause I'll slay opponents well and also excel as a black quarterback in the NFL. My goal is to score so I can hear the crowd roar, keep them out of their seats and on the floor. And when I win, it'll pump my adrenaline. My record is undefeated and I'll win again. I'll never lose a hear booze from the audience cause they participate and applaud me since. I bring them what they want to hear and they'll fill up the atmosphere with people that came to party and have a good time so when I'm gone I'm sure you understood the rhyme because I promise to accomplish the mission cause I keep Omega to listen
power. Hallelujah. The devil thought he had the keys. The devil thought he had the keys. But Jesus went to hell. He made a house call on the devil. He took him off of his throne. Then a backflip on the devil. And stripped him of all of his power. And come out of hell with the keys to the kingdom. And church, we got the keys to the kingdom. albums ever recorded what's going on there's no you know I, i'm agreeing sorry my microphone got uh, over there twitching around just swinging around Marvin Gaye, mercy mercy me before that yeah a little holy ghost power 
from The Apostle. A couple of clips from one of my favorite movies. Uh, if you're a Robert Duvall fan and you haven't seen the movie The Apostle, shame on you. A phenomenal, phenomenal movie. In between that, yeah, our boys, baby, Eric B. and Rakeem, keep me eager to listen from Let the Rhythm Hit Them. It's their uh, third album. Um, they had uh, Peyton Full, Don't Sweat the Technique. Yeah, they had them. All, they've got four albums out, and all four of them are fantastic from start to finish. Every Eric B. and Rakeem album is a must own. A little more Holy Ghost power there before that. Led Zeppelin for your life from Presence and kicking off the Brecker Brothers East River from Heavy Metal Bebop that came out in the uh, mid to late 70s sometime. I had a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I was telling you, you know, mm-hmm. I tried not to troll because I had made this the statement. I'm not I'm not going to be that guy. But I was make I made that statement when I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. <laughs> so that's, that was a whole other world. That was a whole other world. <laughs> now that I now that I'm you know now that I've been stun gunned, <laughs> okay. But I read you. Uh, there's this meme saying we hate Donald Trump like you hated President Obama. However, we hate Trump because he is a racist. You hated Obama because you are a racist. And of course, somebody posts that, and immediately, all the Trump supporters are like, "We're not racist. We're not racist." Ah! Screaming and yelling and pitching and moaning. Yeah. And I, I pointed out, I said, uh, you know, you, you know, sure, okay, great. Proclaim yourself as not a racist, but you certainly had no problem looking the other way when those who proudly proclaimed that they are racist stood shoulder to shoulder with you. Where was your fucking indignation mm. then? Probably all worn out from castigating Colin Kaepernick for peacefully protesting after y'all blew a gasket over the Black Lives Matter movement. I said, y'all didn't like violent protests in the street. Then you didn't like peaceful protesters on the sideline. Hey, I think I know what the problem is. You just don't like blacks protesting. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And now, uh, us whiny liberal progressives are just going to have to sit back for the next four years and watch as the disaster you put into place gradually unfolds. Bravo. You're about to get fucked in a whole new way. Don't believe me? Take a look at what Mitch McConnell is trying to do to your precious co-workers now that he doesn't have a campaign anymore. How about your boy Trump not prosecuting Hillary? What? Out of kindness? Bullshit. We're a nation of laws and he can't find one she's broken. Period. How about Obamacare? Hey, your boy kind of likes it now. A trillion dollar infrastructure program? You mean like the one Obama wanted to do? But suddenly you know, turned all the Republicans into Republicans. Oh, like, yeah. Very Trademark. Sharp. Right. Trademark. All because they didn't want to give the black American-hating Muslim in the White House a victory, all with no mind as to whether or not it would have given America a victory. If you voted for Trump, congrats. Now, shut the fuck up and get something done. The other one that caught my eye was the uh, meme that's going around about Betsy DeVos, who he nominated for, you know, Secretary of, the, uh, of Education, and um, various people writing things, and I wrote down that I said um, that while you may feel the Department of Education is superfluous or even unconstitutional, which of course it is not, the glassy-eyed lemming so quick to defend Trump's picks as worthy because of her views fail to recognize that her only qualifications for the job seem to be that she agrees with Trump's position for the moment, <laughs> okay, and that she donated $9.5 million to his campaign. I mean... And I said, this is a sterling example of how power and wealth perpetuate themselves. Give a lot of money to the winner, and it'll put you in a position of power, which will enable you to influence policy, which will enable you to profit from the advanced knowledge of that policy, which will enable you to give more money to the next winner, and so on and so on. He's draining the swamp, all right, and he's refilling it with champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Congrats, Trump voters. You all got marked and then played, and now the only reach around you're going to get is a thousand jobs that already existed. I'm giving strong consideration to investing in Reckitt Benkiser, which is the company that now owns the KY brand because we're about to get fucked 
hard. So that's that's why I shake out on that. Enough, though. Enough. Okay. You know what it's time for me to do? I don't know. Yeah, it's time Thank? for me to take care of the people to take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. Don't believe me? This Friday at Precision Auto Works, and it's just off uh, I-95, just off Atlantic. You take uh, Atlantic West to Andrews, Andrews South to 3rd Street. It's literally 60 seconds. I told you, I timed the drive. It's 60 seconds off 95. He does, once a month, a cruise-in. Mm-hmm. And it is this Friday, December the 9th, from 6 to 9. It's like a little mini Barrett-Jackson. Okay? I, I can watch the Barrett-Jackson auto auction from Scottsdale, the real deal, Neil. Okay? And I can rub a few out on the Friday and Saturday night programs for that. Okay? Seriously. Okay? Just just the matching number 71 Hemi Cuda convertible, I support wood. I admit it. I'm not ashamed to say it. Not ash- Matching numbers Hemi Cuda convertible from 71? All right. Lord have mercy on my soul. Okay? That's the kind of stuff you see in his shop. He, did, he had the uh, 71 Chevelle that went for like 74 grand at the uh, West Palm. All right. Uh, thing. And that was a Saturday night car so when you've done a car that barrett jackson auctions off on the saturday night of either palm beach vegas or scottsdale you've done something right and when you go and you see what's in dave's shop okay Mm -hmm. that's when you realize that it really is the place where people who love their cars take their cars and i you know i got a honda i won't pop the hood unless he's standing next to me i just won't do it I won't do it. I swear by Dave. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlo Groovathon. You will see a link for every single show I have ever done. All available to be either listened to or downloaded for free. Because, you know, you can't put a price on Groove. That's right. For the moment. <laughs> okay. And above every link, you're going to see every song played on that show. So every song I've ever played is listed on my site. At the very top, you're going to see what can best be described as the dulcet tones on paper of description of the show <laughs> written by my man, Gramps Master Flash, Churches. And you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link. All the information you're going to need is there. Mention the Groovathon. There is a discount. You won't need it. Okay. Incredibly well-priced. Okay, very fair, as certainly as compared to a lot of the other people I've been to. But the most important thing is, is that not only are you paying the right amount for the work done, but the work is done properly. He's not fixing something and making sure that something else breaks two months from now because he does not need your car to break down to put food on his table. When you walk in there and see, like, he's got, like, a 1955 uh, Chevy Nomad. He's got these 60... Nine or seventy Camaro that he's redoing the back end on because the guy and this is a a phenomenal car. The guy who owns the car took it to somebody else. Mistake, Macha. Got it back. The back end wasn't done right. He had to bring it to Dave. Dave, tool and die guy. Okay, if it doesn't exist, that's that's what puts a smile on his face because at that point he knows he's got to make it himself. And that's the kind of thing he he's just fucking into that shit, man. All right. 
There are a lot of things on which I can speak intelligently. An internal combustion engine is not one of them. If you've got an internal combustion engine produced after the year 1900, Dave's your man. 954-247-9362, as I've said before. Precision Auto Works. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You know what that means, right? What? Well, time for the drive groove. Yeah, baby. I put together a phenomenal set. When I was in New York, I was talking to somebody, um, and they turned me on to a book called Mystery Train. And okay. it's about the radio and music business. It was written by a guy who was a writer for Rolling Stone. And I said, Mystery Train, you know, the best version of Mystery Train I've ever heard is by Brian Setzer. It's truly the art of one man sitting down with a guitar. And if you haven't heard it, it's from a Canadian television broadcast. Go on to YouTube. I promise you, the best four minutes of your day. All right. The, it's, it's, it's sublime. Okay. It is sublime. But I thought to myself, hey, you know what? He's got a lot of other shit out there. Brian said un- underrated, underappreciated, undervalued American. He's, he's, he's an American treasure for me. Okay. He's that pure uh, and all styles of it. We're going to kick off the drive groove with the Brian Setzer Orchestra doing Drive Like Lightning on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
I got the weary blues, I got no heart to cry. I got the weary blues, I got no heart to cry. If the blues don't kill me, Lord, I'll never die. Had a dream last night when I rolled back in my bed. Had a dream last night when I rolled back in my bed. What'd you dream, boy? Lord, I dreamed last night that the woman I loved was dead. I went to the graveyard and looked down in her face. I went to the graveyard and looked down in her face. I said, the Lord knows I love you, but I sure can't take your place. The blues so bad that I can't sleep nerdy. I got the blues so bad that I can't sleep nerdy. Just walk around like a policeman on his beat. Now when I'm gone, don't you hang crepe on my door. Lord, when I'm gone, don't you hang crepe on my door. Cause I won't be dead, I just won't be here no more. I don't want no crying either. Now some people tell you that the worried blues ain't bad. Some people tell you that the worried blues ain't bad. Well, it must not have been the more worried blues they had. I got the worried blues, I got no heart to cry. I got the worried blues, I got no heart to cry. If the blues don't kill me, Lord, I'll never die. Hold out here 
and the laughter I hear my inside The mechanized hum of another world Where no sun is shining No red light flashing Here in this darkness I know what I've done Morganstein from the Dixie Dregs and Winger, and you're listening to Tony C's Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
love hearing that last bit of Steve Morse there. That last, that last thing. Right. I used to do that with Steely Dan songs, the same thing, man, because Steely Dan didn't know how to finish off a song. Every song faded out. Myself and my friend Steve Carl, when we were in high school, we'd sit down, we'd take the speakers, put them on either side, and then we'd turn it all the way over to the channel where the solo was so we could hear the last, <laughs> that very last note of Just Gunk Baxter or Danny Diaz, whoever. That song right there, that is the Dixie Drake doing assembly line. Rod Morgenstein is nominated this year. He is one of the five nominees for Modern Drummers Hall of Fame. He's like moved beyond the rock, jazz, whatever category. He's being nominated for the Hall of Fame. He's been very gracious to me. Obviously, he did that promo. I uh, I know him through my brother who represents a bunch of people, including uh, Winger, etc., etc. So, you know, Rod, Far out, baby. Hall of Fame. Fucking cool shit, man. Plus, Dixie Dregs. You can't go wrong with that strange part. Before that, Steely Dan, Don't Take Me Alive from the Royal Scam. Guitar on that care of Larry Carlton. I saw I saw him at the Blue Note in New York. He was awesome then. For that, one of our favorites. We love him. Doc Watson. You can't go wrong. That is from, um, which one? I believe it's one. I've got like five or six different Doc Watson collections. And that is from a double, like a double CD set that's got like 50 songs on it. All right. Like, you know, every song's two and a half minutes long. So it's it's the bluegrass version of the Ramones. Okay. <laughs> you know, basically. <clears throat> Before that, a fucking cool-ass track, man. Uh, it's Space Trucking by a band called Black Knight. And it is Black Knight Tribute to Deep Purple. came out in 97. And it's a whole bunch of the guys from like the BRC, um, which is the Black Rock Coalition from New York City. Um, when I was younger, used to be able to see um, Vernon Reed and guys from Fishbone and shit like that. They'd all get together at places like Wetlands. You go downstairs on like a Wednesday night for five dollars. You go watch them. You know, from like one in the morning to five in the morning, they jam, and it was great. And this, the, uh, each track has different various people playing on it. This one's got Cindy Blackman on drums, T.M. Stevens on bass. I played something by him a show or two ago, and on guitar, Richie Coatson, who um, you know was with Poison. Then he he uh, he's now I believe he well no he was with Winery Dogs I'm not sure if Petrucci has replaced mm-hmm. him I think him and Petrucci go back and forth in Winery Dogs um, that's with uh, Portnoy on drums one of my favorite drummers out there there's a whole kind of incestuous thing that's going on in the progressive rock category because these guys can't make money by literally writing recording and then producing and releasing mm-hmm. music they have to tour. Half the tour. You can't make money by just doing the music anymore. And as a result of that, these guys are all in like three different bands. Morgan, Ron Morgenstein is in, I don't know how many bands, but there's a bunch. He's got the Dregs. He's got Winger. He's got uh, the Jelly Jam, which is his new band, which I saw. That's with uh, Ty Tabor from King's X mm-hmm. and John Young from Dream Theater. And then, you know, the Dream Theater, it's a whole thing. But Richie Coatson actually took over for Paul Gilbert in uh, the band Mr. Big. And I played Paul Gilbert last week as my, uh, when the Snowbirds returned. It's the annual playing of Everybody Use Your Goddamn Turn Signal, which mm. is one of my favorite Paul Gilbert songs. And kicking off the set, yeah, Brian Central Orchestra, Drive Like Lightning. That is from uh, the album Vavoom, which came out in 2000. Like I said, if you want to see... And hear a fantastic version of the song, Mr. Mr. Train, 16, goes along, that long dark train. I love that. It's, well, that's just a glorious song. And his version, like I said, is sublime. So that is uh, Drive Like Lightning. Yeah, Crash Like Thunder, baby. 
Ain't no use when you're six feet under. It came out in about 2000. So we're back to the end of the show. Coming back in two weeks with my second annual. I can say that now. Yeah. You can't say exactly. first annual. You no, can't. right. No, okay? it's just your first. It's your first. But now I have my second <laughs> annual right. Nothing But Groove and Gratitude year-end show. Nothing Sweet. But Groove and Gratitude, baby. All right. Nothing But Smiles. You and I are going to be here. Get your gratitude list, baby. Yeah. You know? right. As a matter of fact, come up with a couple of tracks. It's time for you. Okay. Throw some. Let's throw some groovy ass. Mm. Get some groove and gratitude. Yes, I'm right. That on my to do list. Oh, boy. Hanukkah and Christmas on the same day this year. Yeah. I, Thank we, you. They finally figured that out. They finally, I know. It took I them. Mean, it took them what five thousand seven hundred. I, I mean, the whole thing. You're just playing along anyway. We're all just playing along anyway. So just keep it on the same day. Happy Chaka Khan. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, obviously, you know, I, a lot of stuff has happened, but for me personally, all the people that I have to thank, um, particularly for my trip back home, they're, they're too numerous, uh, for me to recall off the top of my head. I'm sure I've gotten to most of them on the show. Happy birthday to Alora, uh, who's, mm. this is one of those things that, that, that kind of disturbs me when one of my friends, my friend Maria, who picked me up at the airport, we went out and had dinner and everything. She's a very old and dear friend of mine. I've known her for a very long time. Her daughter turned 20. Okay. So, you know, yeah. that just, that, that like immediately, that's when I, you know, I walked in the house feeling young. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, Lauren's going to be 20. I was like, I need yeah. old folks home. You know, that's, yeah. that's what that kind of stuff <clears throat> does to me. So happy birthday. Big shout out to the entire Upper West Side crew. Uh, Mo. Lee, everybody, Paul, um, the crew at TAP, you know, um, Magala and the rest, all those guys uh, that I had a lot of fun with. I got to see a lot of people. Eric, my friend Roger, Tom Zemioli for inviting me to uh, to a really cool dinner. Thin crust pizza, all right. When you have that kind of rock and roll power sitting at the table, yeah, I'll deal with the fucking anchovies, pal. Somebody actually ordered thin crust pizza with anchovies on it. I'm like, wow. Mm. I'm like, dude, seriously, you know there's a price to Woo! pay for this in the, in the afterlife. <clears throat> Somebody's going to smack it down in the afterlife. Like, well, God bless them. Somebody's got to eat those anchovies. Somebody, well, they did. Yeah. They did. Also, the driest Merlot I've ever, it was like corduroy. It was like corduroy pants with a, with a, with a touch of Concord in there. One of those. The driest Merlot oh. I've ever had. Um. And we're going to finish off the show. One of the guys who was at dinner there is uh, Morgan Fisher, who was a keyboard player for Mott the Hoople. And on this last, on their last album, which is The Hoople, that's the one right before Ian Hunter split, mm-hmm. they did uh, one of my favorite songs, which is Crash Street Kids. I really, this is one of those tunes I've always, I always dig. And uh, there's a picture of Tom sitting there with a, you know, the autograph CD and all that stuff. Ha-cha-cha-cha. And so... You know, I'm going to be back in a couple of weeks, and I'm coming back. I got my, my, my gratitude tank got filled up in New York. Like I said, I realize I am the luckiest guy on the planet. All right. Like, you know, the people I know, how I get treated, the things I get to do. I mean, I have a lot of money in your old bank account, baby. But, you know, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, all right. Right here at SoFloRadio.com. Hey, I am super-duper grateful for everybody that's tuning in live, and anybody that's going to be downloading the show later. See you in a couple of weeks, as always, for my man, Los Georges, and you. myself. Thank you. As always, here from the Groovathon, it is peace, aloha, good night. <laughs>
You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. 